Welcome to the Pure and Simple Podcast, where the real truth is made clear. Here are your hosts, Jacob Bain and Mark Hicks. All right, welcome to another episode of the Pure and Simple, and we are going to pick back up where we left off on the last episode. We're talking about the difference between religion and relationship. And we spent that episode talking more about religion, but this time we're actually getting into the best part. It's the relationship with God that's the best thing. And so uh, I'm here again with Pastor Mark Matchin mm-hmm. and uh, my good friend Mark Hicks. We've got yep. two Marks on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should make things complicated, but we'll keep going. <laughs> that's okay. Just to help you guys out, I'm the pure. They're the simple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 That's good. Cut, that's good. Cut the show. That's good. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But anyways, uh, before we get started, I do want to say that um, uh, there are many ways that you can watch our podcast. Um, so you can go to YouTube, just search for Nations Arise Ministries. Be sure to click subscribe. And also you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or our Facebook page. Just search for the Pure and Simple Podcast. You should easily find it. All right, with that being said, and that little plug, we're going to dive right in and talk about relationship. Amen. So what is relationship with God? What does that look like, Pastor Mark? Well, let's first of all define something that maybe you didn't, people didn't realize, realize had to do with relationship. And that is, what is the definition of eternal life? Mm. Okay. Knowing him. That's what Jesus said. Most people think eternal life is going to heaven, right? Mm-hmm. living forever, being saved, being delivered from hell, uh-huh. and that sort of thing. But in John 17, the last prayer that Jesus prayed before he went to the cross with his disciples, yes, he said, this is eternal life, that they may know you, wow. Father, and your son, Jesus Christ, that you sent. And that's it. That was Jesus's definition. In other words, eternal life was about relationship. Knowing him. With the Father. And so the definition of relationship is knowing him. That's good. Not knowing about God. Right, right. Okay. And, and, and so, and I believe that knowing him, it's more than just what you read in the Bible about him. Mm-hmm. Because in my experience and what I've seen with so many people in church is they have a relationship if we, if we, because this is a, this is a cliche, you know, we're, we're about relationship, not religion. Yeah. Okay. You hear that everywhere. Yeah. And, and, and so it's lost maybe some of its value or it's lost its meaning. And so if you were to look at the lives of so many people, what I've seen is, is their relationship with God is simply a relationship with a book. Mm-hmm. That's right. The only way they know God That's right. is through what they read in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But can I tell you that Jesus came so that we might enjoy a real relationship? What if my relationship with my wife was only through the letters? Mm that she had written me during our dating period. And I just kept going back to those letters over and over again. Right. And I said, wow, man, I really know this woman. <laughs> that would not be, that That would be a very two-dimensional mm. relationship. That's a good As a matter of fact, most people would say you don't have much of a relationship at all. <laughs> yep. 
And yet somehow we want to say that God wants us to be in relationship with him. I believe it's dynamic. I believe that we can hear the voice of God. I believe that you can walk with him daily. As a matter of fact, the, the definition, I think Jesus's definition of relationship is found a little bit later in the book of John. Mm -hmm. And so I'd like to, in that John 17, so I just like to read his words so that, because let me ask you guys this question. How, how close do you think Jesus was with the Father? He was one. Yeah, one so, is a good way. To so would you say that they had a pretty tight relationship? I would think oh, so. Oh, yeah, they're I close. Would think so. They're close as <laughs> they can be. <laughs> okay, so I'm I, I just wondering, uh, you know, at, at what level should our relationship with the Father be? And so I'm just reading here in... In verse 17 of John 17, this is that same prayer where Jesus is talking about eternal life is knowing the Father. And he says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Okay, so real cleansing and real separation and Sanctification Mm -hmm. happens through what real truth is. But then he says this, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is now this qualifies us. Okay. This is anybody that believes. Mm -hmm. This is what he prayed, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be one in us. Wow. That the world may believe that you sent me. Wow. And the glory which you gave me, I've given them, that they may be one. Watch this. Just as we are one. Wow. That's right. So we're one with God and Christ. Mm. That's true. So whatever your picture mm-hmm of the relationship yeah. that Jesus and the Father had and has yeah. is the same picture that our relationship with the Father should be. That's right. Wow. We're, we're one with God That's already. That's good. That's yeah. good. So, you know, the moment you believed on Christ, I mean, you may not understand that in that moment. Right. But that's the reality mm-hmm. of the situation. That we're already one with him. Yeah. And now it's discovering the truth and the reality of what took place in our spirit that, you know, I'm one with God and that that's the way I need to see myself. And, you know, for me, I mean, that's how I overcome, you know, if I'm going through something in life or if I'm going through something, I, I look at my relationship with God or I, I look at who I am in Christ. I look at my identity and that's what helps me to overcome anything that I'm going through. It, I just confess my righteousness before God. You know, I think that kind of fits, but I believe yeah. that, that has a lot to do with our oneness with God. Is seeing ourselves the way that He sees us. You know? Yeah, I don't know if my mind can really fully comprehend uh, what He's saying right there. One, <laughs> one with Him. Does yeah. that mean I'm God now? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just exaggerating there, yeah. but I mean, I'm just saying that. Yeah. Wow, that's the powerful. That's very powerful. Yeah, and, but, and I've really never sat and just thought about that. But you know, one with God. How much emphasis did he put on humans? Mm. You know, not even angels got that. Yeah. Wow. You know, we we are. We, he considers us one with him. Yeah. 
not even his own angels, you know. That's, That's just right. powerful. <laughs> well, we're together. We're together. Wow. He's with us. Is God with us? Well, Paul says it this way. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Wow. That your spirit, when you when you are born again, you are mm-hmm. born of the spirit. Yeah. And you are joined with Jesus, you're joined with God in such a way that you are, that there's no division. Right. There's not a place that God ends and that Mark Hick starts. That's right. There, there's no division. And this is the power of what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, is if you have a religion mindset or if you have a sin consciousness, yeah. then you'll allow that mindset in your and, and where you've made mistakes, where you've sinned, or where you have fallen short to come in, and you will feel like you've been separated from God. Wow, that's good. See? Mm. And so when you feel like that you've been separated from God, and, and, and you'll quote that old covenant scripture, <laughs> your sins have separated you from me. No, Jesus took that sin, past, present, and future, completely out of the way. Yes, and so when we stand in our righteousness, when we stand in our oneness, when mm-hmm. we when we know that that there's nothing that can separate us now. That's true. Right? That's what Romans 8 says. Wow. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Wow. There's nothing that can do that. Then when we stay there, what happens is that gives us unbroken fellowship and relationship with the Father. And then Hebrews 4, 16, man, it just... It, it just brings it all together. It says, now, we can come boldly, mm. confidently right. into the throne room of grace That's right. so that we may obtain mercy oh my goodness. and find grace to help in our time of need. That's powerful. Most people wait till they feel good and feel like they're in relationship before they'll ever pray. Mm-hmm. Mm. But why would I need grace for my time of need mm. if if everything's going well? Exactly. That's right. There's That's unbroken powerful. fellowship. I can come to my father anytime. That's right. That's powerful. That's, That's good. very powerful. Like my, my mind is just rolling over here. I'm just wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Well, I'd like to to shift the conversation in uh, just a little bit of a different direction. But um, a relationship, you know, it is it's two people spending time together. And sometimes we, you know, especially people that grew up in church or maybe people that are leaders in church, sometimes we can equate our relationship with God based on our performance or, mm-hmm. or how much we're doing for God. And that's not necessarily a healthy view on that. I think uh, sometimes we, we look at what we're doing, and oh, wow, my relationship with God is good. And I'm saying that because there's, there's people out there that think that way. And um, so I want to read from a verse of Scripture from Luke chapter 10, and uh, it's verse 38 through 42. Everybody knows the story, but I want to read it. Um, it says, uh, this was Jesus. They stopped into this house. Um, he says, while they were traveling, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. Her many tasks was distracting her. And she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. And the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice, and it will not be taken away from her. 
see, the way I view that sometimes is, um, you know, we can get overwhelmed with uh, our doing or our maybe it's our task, but our righteous living and our serving God that we miss the best part of this thing. It's, it's getting to experience and enjoy the, the relationship with Jesus. Amen. That's what Mary was doing. She was, she was choosing the best part of that whole thing, was getting to just ex, to fellowship with Jesus and enjoy the time with him because that's what Jesus wants, you know. I mean, of course, there's a, there's a um, purpose and calling on our life. I'm not negating that, but there's, yeah. it, it, this is the best part about everything is getting to experience his love. Well, my wife yeah. loves it when I do the dishes and laundry. I ain't gonna lie, man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna touch that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Look, but, hey man, that, that's good because I've been known to do that. I get caught up with with ministry, yeah, you know, uh, uh, and things. You want to, you want to, you. I think you know it falls back into that human mindset. You know, if I've got to do, I've got to do, I've got to do, and if I don't, then you know things ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> That's can, true. Can I share a couple of scriptures yep. that will uh, that will add some depth to this? Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 says that this is Paul's prayer, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. And he says this, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Anytime, so, so love... And a revelation of the love of God is the doorway. It's the gateway mm-hmm. to experiencing a real relationship with God. I'm going to show Good. you two things here in just a moment that, that's going to tie it together and tie into what you were talking about, Jacob. Because he said you need to be rooted and grounded in that love, not in your works, not in what you do, not in your service to God. It's in the love of God. And so that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, to know. There's that word know again, right? Knowing God. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. So there's there's a level of knowing God. There's a level of knowing His love that goes beyond what you can comprehend through your intellect. And it takes everybody together, he says, with all the saints. I'm not going to get it by myself. Jacob's not going to get it. Mark's not going to get it. It takes us together talking about the love of God, the revelation that we have, so that we begin to start getting a bigger picture. And he says, and to, to know that so that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, let me contrast that with the very first letter that Jesus himself wrote to a church in the book of Revelation. So I just read, watch this, Mm -hmm. I just read from Ephesians, right? Mm -hmm. The very first letter that Jesus wrote was to this Ephesian church. And it says this, to the angel of the church, this is chapter 2, verse 1 of the book of Revelation, to the angel of the church of Ephesus, that's talking about the messenger, the overseer, the pastor of the church. Mm-hmm. So he's writing this thing to a minister. That's right. right. He's not writing this to a, 
a whole church. Right. Okay, so I'm not going to take the time to explain why, but watch this. He says in verse 2, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those that are evil. You've tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and you have found them liars, and you've preserved and have patience and have labored for my namesake and have not become weary. Wow. If I got that recommendation or that glowing report from Jesus himself, I'm like, we are doing awesome. Yeah. Praise God. Look at what <laughs> Jesus just said about me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this is, I would, I would post this on Facebook. <laughs> That's good. Every social media, this is the word of Jesus to Mark Matchin. <laughs> Amen. Verse four. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Mm -hmm. Wow. In other words, this minister was so involved in his works, so involved in what he was doing in ministry and what he was doing for God, that he forgot about the relationship with God. That's right. Wow. That is powerful. That's very powerful. He says, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Wait mm. a minute. That phrase is familiar. I believe there's a phrase that says that we can fall from grace. That's correct. Right. That's right. What does it mean to fall from grace? That's right. Let's go back into the law and trusting in yourself, basically. Uh, works mentality. It's yeah. a works mentality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you fall from grace, you fall, you stop experiencing a relationship with God mm -hmm. because now you've gotten back into religion. Mm -hmm. You've gotten back into works. He says, remember from where you have fallen, repent, go back and do the first works. And then he says wow. this, and this is powerful, or else I'm going to come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, talking about the church. Right. In other words, I will remove this church from you because if you are, if, if you're creating a works environment, wow. then I can't trust you with my people anymore. Exactly. You have to have a grace environment, wow. a revelation of love environment. It's about the relationship. Oh, it's not right. about what you do. Exactly. Wow. That's true. That's a good point. And you know what? That's I still powerful. see that. I still see that today. I mean, I mean, you know, I know we're back talking about relationship, but you know, religion today and the bad side of religion is 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 people use that as I don't say people leaders use it as a manipulation tool to keep people in submission, and sometimes you know I mean I I want to say the church as a whole has improved a lot in that area, but I still enter some churches sometimes or listen to some people where it seems like they are putting um, regulations or rules and things out there on people, but in order to control them for instance. But for me, that's what this warning is about too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, don't forsake your first love, you know, which is, 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 it's that relationship and that, that love with God, that, that, um, reliance on his goodness, you know, to, to, um, to, to just wash you and, and have that environment, like you said, inside the church or whatever ministry it is, is so important because you, you can easily get off into works again. It's easy. So let me ask the big question. How do you grow in your relationship with God? Hmm. I think... Um, How does it become tangible? How does it become... Because this is the, the revelation of grace. This is what happened in, in mine and Jennifer's life, my wife. Oh. 
10 years ago yeah is is we moved from religion to relationship right and so the things that we were promised in religion we started experiencing with a revelation of the love and the grace of god and so what are what in in your in your guys estimation what what are some of the practical ways mm-hmm. that people can grow in the love of god and grow in relationship with him so that it becomes a daily walk growing in grace is one of those things um gain, gaining a deeper understanding and revelation of his grace for you is one of those areas that i've experienced my growth with him mm-hmm. um the more I understand it, the more I apply it. And a grace, you know, you still have to apply it. And a gr- grace is free, and his righteousness is free. But as I meditate on that and receive that into my life, that's where I experience growth. Yeah, you know, I, I think for me it was understanding that he was a good God. That's good. That was my beginning there, um, Romans 2, 4, that the goodness of God leads thee to repentance to change mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was telling Jacob, I feel like that uh, – and I'll read it to you right quick. In, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I feel like that it gave us the definition of repentance. Let's read it right quick. It says, uh, in verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's good. And I feel like that my relationship with God came when I started with you in my mind. That's good. And I started understanding that God is not mad at me. God is not hurt at me. God is in love with me. That God is pleased with me. That God really did forgive me, and when he said he forgave all sins, it wasn't just some. Mm. All Understanding these things that I was taught against started coming real to me, and then I started seeing God as a good father, as a loving father, not somebody who's out to get me, you know? <laughs> the, the God that spoke to me when I was in the bar that night said, what are you doing here? And, you know, and, and of course, you know, I make a joke, I, well, what are you doing here? You know, <laughs> but the truth is, is he spoke to me that night. He said, you know, I have a life for you. I have a ministry for you. And I started understanding these things. I started believing these things mm-hmm. started happening, you know, and, uh, but it, it began with me understanding that he is a good God. That's, That's right. that was my beginning of my relationship with him. That's good. To understand that he was a good God, That's that right. he was not what religion portrays him as mean, angry, out to get you. You know, it, sadly, most of our religions in the area portray God as Zeus. The yeah. man on a cloud with his lightning bolt ready to pop somebody. Like a, you know, a fear-based relationship. I see a pagan God yeah. mostly in a lot of religious circles. But the truth is, is it was understanding that he was a good God. That was my foundation for relationship. That's what got me there. Yeah, no, that's right. good. I mean, think about it in a natural relationship. So uh, my wife and I, we've been married for 32 years now. Oh, and, you know, there was a time that with our busyness, with work, and children, and they're all grown now, but I, w- I was running a business. She was taking care of the kids. We were busy doing all kinds of things, and sometimes it felt like we left, we lived two d- different lives. Right. And we didn't really have time for each other. Yes. To the point that there were times that, that Jennifer actually, oh, somebody's ringing the doorbell. <laughs> Hello. We'll just keep rolling. Yeah. And so... There were times where she would say, what are we going to do when the kids leave? Are we even going to have a life together? What's that going to look like? Because relationally, we had grown apart even though we lived in the same house. Wow, I can see that. 
Okay. Yeah, that's what you're saying. And and so, but because we weren't spending one-on-one time together and intentionally talking to each other and intentionally doing those things, we were just, yeah, just because we're in the same room doesn't mean we have an intimate relationship. Right. And the same thing is true with the Father. So in Second Peter chapter 1, it tells us that grace and peace is multiplied to us. We experience that mm-hmm. through the knowledge of Jesus Christ, like That's what right. you were talking about. The more that, that we, we learn and we see Jesus and we learn who he is, the more we experience the grace of God, the more we experience his nature in our life, if you go down a couple of verses. Right. And so, and so I'll, just, I'll just give you three ways that, that for me, re- the, the relationship with the Lord has become so real. Okay. Number one, it's increasing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ through the Word. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the more that you meditate in the Word, and the more that you look at His life—not the Old Testament—I spend more time in the New Testament and seeing the love of God. The more I know who He is, right? The more I I, I experience Him. Okay, so and we increase in the knowledge of God. Number two, just time in prayer, mm-hmm. time in prayer and worship. I mean, even the disciples said, look, we have to give ourselves to prayer and ministry of the word. If you want to look at the times that God spoke to Peter and to Paul and to the different ones of the book of Acts, it was during their time of prayer. Yes, that's true. So you have to make that a priority. That's right. And then number three for me, it's praying in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay. I spend, Paul says, pray without ceasing. Well, how can you do that (laughs) when you're driving down the road? if, if you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, pray in other tongues. Pray in the Spirit. It says you, you edify yourself. You are building yourself up. You are speaking the mysteries of God. I'm telling you, you experience something at a greater dimension than ever before. That's right. So those are just three practical ways to increase and to grow in your relationship with that's God. That's right. That's good. Yeah, that's that's part of being discipled right there. I mean, it's really as you progress uh, in your walk with God, those those areas are key to your relationship. I can tell you this, that um, times that I have set aside, and I'm not perfect in this, but times that I've set aside time for prayer, I've received words for people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it wasn't even a word for me. It's like the Lord gave me a word in the time of prayer for someone, and it was like dead on stuff, you know. And um, so, yeah, I, I completely agree, Mark. That is um, uh, a good word. Does anybody else have anything to share before we close it out? Well, that one's good. Yeah, no, it's just good. I just, uh, you guys can talk about this some other time, but what is the fruit we are to bear? One of the things that Jesus said, he said, he said, my father is glorified in this, that you bear much fruit. But what's the context? He said, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. And so what it is, is that he's, because he's going to the father, he's putting us in a position that as we ask and have relationship with the father, that God enjoys doing things for his children. That's good. And he is glorified every time that we pray, every time that we ask so that he can be involved in in whatever that thing is so that he gets the glory. That's That's right. He loves, it's just like we love giving gifts to our kids. We get more joy (laughs) watching them open the gifts than we do in whether they would give us a gift. That is true. Man, the Father who is love, is the same way. So give him that opportunity mm-hmm. to
to be involved at that level so that he can get glory. Yeah, and his love is greater than our Mm. human love. Exactly. If we love our children that way, how much more is his love for us? And so that's a powerful way to look at it. Um, So thank you again, Mark, for being on the podcast with us. Thank you for asking me. It was an honor to be here. That's right. And uh, I think you got born again. So. (laughs) i'm I'm working at it (laughs) but anyways i just want to say thank you for listening in and uh if you um uh if you don't know jesus i want to give you the opportunity to make him your lord and in romans chapter 10 verse 13 it says anyone who calls on the name of the lord they shall be saved that's the truth you just believe on the name of the lord and that's all that's all that's the only requirement trust in him and so say this prayer with me um lord jesus come to my life and save me from my sin. I believe that you are the Son of God, and you are my Savior. I receive my new spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, you're born again, and we will see you in eternity. And for everyone else that's listening, we just uh, say thank you, and we just bless you, and have a great week. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Pure and Simple Podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If you'd like to support our show or ministry, please visit nationsarise.org forward slash give.